everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I am actually not going to do any life updates. I don't think. I'm going to try not to because the interview for today's episode was very long. It was like a full hour, I think. Um, so I don't want to go too crazy over an hour because I like to keep my episodes around there so people, you know, you guys can, you can enjoy it and not feel like it's lasting forever. You know, you know the stuff. Anyway, so today's episode, let's talk about the person that I interviewed, all right? So when we get into it, you'll realize we are a little bit drunk, okay? And I'm actually, I'm so at at peace with that decision to be drunk. I ended up going to Steph's house the other day because she texted me and was like, hey, we should, you should come and work from home sometime with me. And I was like, well, actually, what about today? So I went down there. We ended up working from home all day, ended up getting margaritas, went to a couple bars, and she was like, you just gotta spend the night, and I was like, all right, sounds good, and then I was like, the only reason <laughs> that I, she convinced me to drive the hour and a half down to her house was I was like, can I use you for content, can we do an interview, and she was like, sure, well, the next thing we knew, it was like midnight when we got home, and I was like, we're gonna have to do this interview drunk then, this is gonna be great, we had no idea, I had no notes, not a singular one, which is, I've never done that. And I had no idea what the plan was, what we were planning to talk about. We were just going to go for it. And so while we were drinking, we were trying to like brainstorm. And we decided that maybe we would talk about dating and relationships and anything that goes along with that. Because Steph is 31. She is in a relationship now, um, but has spent a lot of her 20s single. And I feel like she knows a lot about dating and how to date. Like she studied the concept of dating and how to do it well. And as a newly single girly out here, I was like, you know what? L- give me give me all your thoughts cuz we've talked about dating already before and she's given me great advice and while I'm not ready to be in another re- relationship right now, I think that this is just really good sound advice for people that whether you are looking for a serious relationship, just a summer fling, just to start getting out there and going on more dates, which is kind of where I'm at. I think Steph gives stellar stellar advice also i feel like the banter between us and just our dynamic is fun so i might have to have her on the podcast again to talk about more work stuff but i feel like this episode was great so a little bit more about steph she is the one that i mentioned on the podcast a few weeks ago that i did that triple header wedding weekend with and i said that we were new friends and i feel like we're actually like have a deep friendship already and it's really great so I'm so stoked that she was able to come on the podcast already so soon, and she is also a wedding photographer like me. She talks about herself on here as well, but yeah, she's just one of the nicest, just most genuine, caring people I've met, and I I just love it. She's literally like, she genuinely just cares about everybody around her, and she's just so nice to everyone around her, like people she doesn't know, and she's also so fucking sarcastic, and it says the stupidest random shit and I love it and I I think it's great. I love her. I feel like she's like another one of my older sisters because she's literally the age of one of my older sisters. So I don't know. It just feels it feels awesome to have her on the podcast to be able to talk about all this stuff. So that's all I have for today's intro. So without further ado, let's welcome Steph Murray to the podcast. Okay, hi Steph. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Why did you talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right it is a it's thursday like... night okay we went out mm-hmm. we went out mm-hmm. there's a lot to say i 
I, there's a lot to say about tonight, and we're gonna. This is gonna be a great interview. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys are pumped. Steph has a high noon in her hand. It is midnight, <laughs> and we are ready to rumble. Okay. <laughs> what do you have to say, Steph? Um, that my dad bought you a drink. Yes, he did. And it was called a touch of blush. That was the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's get started. Let's have you tell us about yourself. What's your name? Where you're from? What do you do? Give us give us your basics. As Bumble would say, your basics. Hmm. Well, my name is Steph. Ooh. I am a photographer. I am from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Woohoo! Kalamazoo! I, I live in Grand Rapids now, though. And I love photographing weddings. And that's about it. That was such a bland version of your life, I feel like. Okay. What else can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you get started with, or how did you get into what you're doing? Do how, you, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> 22. Perfect. We're the same age, mom. Plus nine. 22 plus nine. Perfect. I'm, I'm 31. Actually, my birthday is coming up. I'm going to be 32. Really? Yeah. Better get me a good present. I will. I'll come over. That's your present. I'll come over again. <laughs> also, <laughs> an overseer. A little, a little background for what's happening today. Mm-hmm. Steph texted me this morning and said, "You should like come hang out and like work from home sometime." Okay, cool. The keyword being sometime. Sometime. And I said, "How about today?" It was like 10 a.m. <laughs> and she said, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> I said, "Can't be there in an hour and a half." So got here at noon, and it's now midnight. So I've been here for 12 hours. I don't think that was the invite that was given. I think the invite that was given was, let's hang out for a couple of hours. And I am still here. And now we're recording a podcast at midnight and I'm spending the night. (laughs) And I know that's not what Steph expected, but I think it's what needed to happen. To be fair. To be fair. I did say, Morgan, you want to sleep over? And you said no. And I said, (laughs) but what if we get a picture of margaritas? And then I said, okay. (laughs) So then we had a picture of margaritas at one bar. We had a touch of blush at another bar, and then I had a vodka Sprite and lime. Very, very that strong. I took, I didn't even drink half of it, and I, it made me even more drunk. But Steph is nervous, so she's sipping on her high noon over here. I also have much better tolerance than you. Yes, that's, that is facts. To be fair. So, anywho, your age. I'm 31. Perfect. I started photographing weddings five years ago. Iconic. I started photographing just people after my car was stolen in downtown Indianapolis in the broad daylight. And I was a social worker at the time. And I got a check from the insurance company. And I was like, this is a lot of money for a social worker who has student loans. Um, And I decided like, I need to use part of it for something that I've always really wanted. And I've always wanted a camera. Perfect. So I started taking pictures of families. And that grew into finding a wedding photographer who would teach me everything she knew. And then I booked a bunch of weddings. And now here you are, five years later. In my own apartment, recording a podcast with Morgan. (laughs) Your best friend, most favorite person on this entire planet that you love so much that she met three weeks ago. (laughs) Let's let's be reminded that we met three weeks ago. Remember guys, I told you about that, um, 
the three weddings that I did in a row where we tra- I traveled all over Michigan and to Wisconsin and all this stuff. The girl that I went with, this is that's her. This I'm is the girl. She is the girl. My mom, my therapist, my mm-hmm. new bestie, all wrapped into one. And I tend to overstay my welcome at her house, and she loves it. Love it. She absolutely loves it. I so, ask her to leave about uh, ten times an hour. And I say, mm, no. <laughs> that's okay. Or I just ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, this friendship has blossomed into a be- beautiful friendship in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. You love me. Love it. Does your anxiety tell you that I'm annoying? Or that you're annoyed? <laughs> I'm annoyed by you? Yes. Does my anxiety tell me that you're annoyed by me? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it goes both ways. I'm like, am I texting you too much? No, never enough. Text me all the time. Blow me up. Okay. Blow my shit up. <laughs> okay. So we spontaneously decided to record this and we are like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? And we realized that what if we talk about some dating relationships? See where this conversation goes. Maybe it'll flop. Maybe we'll talk about something else. But I feel like Steph has some good insight. She's 31. She is... How many inter- times do we need to say my name? <laughs> Your name? My age. I'm sorry. I'm 22, <laughs> in case anyone <coughs> forgot. Thank you for the cough. It's going to pick it up. It's still going <laughs> to pick it up. Oh my! tries to lean away to cough loudly as if it's not going to hear her. Anyway, but I just feel like she would have some good insight, especially, you know, my life recently. She's been my therapist. She's talked me through a lot, forced me to get off Bumble at the bar tonight. I was like, not to judge you, but get off Bumble in the bar. It's embarrassing. Why? I, yeah, you're right. I'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. So, what is your, what is your dating background stuff? Where, where are you at? Where have you been? Tell us all about it. <laughs> it's a long journey. Currently, I'm dating for the last four and a half months a wonderful person. I love him. He is the best. So the caring. Man. So kind. The nicest person. Loves me so much. But it was a long journey to get here. I have been single for about six years, and I've dated a lot of people in the meantime. Been on a lot of uh, dating apps, swiped a lot on Bumble and Hinge and yeah. all the things. And then at some point, I realized that I was dating pretty wrong. <laughs> what does that mean? After about maybe like the 10th uh, douchebag. Mm, perfect. Can I cuss? Oh, swear all you want, please. Fuck boy that yes. I um, met. I realized something has to change. Obviously, the common denominator is me. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be Iconic. me. And so I dove right into a bunch of dating books and podcasts and therapy. And here we are. And about like a less than a year, I told my dad, I'm going to do the year of dating, go on a date with a guy every single week. Oh, my God. Um, I got about four months into that and I met Andy. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. I'm learning so much already. Mm-hmm. You want to date every week? Once a week. Every week. How'd you even do that? You just start to learn how to get on dates with guys. I've um, had like four lined up and none of them have happened. Yeah. I had a lot of those in the beginning and then I read the books and listened oh to the podcasts and I learned how to get the dates. But the, um, the most important thing too is to learn about which guy wasn't relationship leaning. Okay. So being able to recognize that really early on is key. Okay. Because the problem was is that I wasn't recognizing that until about two months into that like 
fuckboy yeah. relationship. Talking situation. Talk, talking, yeah. And situationship is the new word I've Situationship. And then, yes, a- absolutely. And then I would get my heart broken because I'd realize he didn't want anything more than a situationship. And then it would take me like another two months to go on a date with someone else. Yeah. Um. So it was a waste of time, basically. Yeah. So perfect. being able to recognize those people was key. That's when you're ready to get into a relationship. Yeah. Not me right now. Great. Perfection. Perfect. Perfect. But we do need to get you to a date. <laughs> I do need to get to the date stage. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've had like four dates lined up and they just... I also flake. I'm mm-hmm. a bit of a flaker because I'm so picky. And then I... I have the date kind of lined up, and then I realize that they're a fuckboy. Here's, okay, here's the thing. I think I need to line up a date and then not talk to them. I think that's what I need to do. And then just, like, so we have something to talk about on the date. Can I weigh in? Yes. I, I'm, Can I'm give just, some feedback? Oh, give feedback. I'm talking kind of my ass right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm speaking from what I've learned from other podcasts, but wow. I don't know. No, I think the biggest key is to get... The date set and then have that date within five days. I know. And that's when the Don't thing is. Don't leave a lot of room. I know. And then it was yeah. like every time I'm like, oh, let's do it like tomorrow. Then, or not tomorrow. But like in the next few days and it was like either I'm busy or he's busy. And then it's like, oh, let's do it next week. Mm-hmm. And so all of them are like, okay, next week. And then we just kind of set a date and then we just like flake out on talking. Like I was supposed to go golfing with a guy this week. I just, he never really said anything about it. I never really said anything about it. And then it just never happened. Are these guys in town? In the town you're in, or are they out? Do you know where I live? <laughs> let's re- let's recap where Morgan lives. Ludington. Are there any men in Ludington? No. That's so they're all out of town, and that's my problem too. Is that I can't just like, oh, let's meet for drinks after work, because right, it's an hour. Like anyone that I match with has been like at least an hour. So that is tricky because that means that's a commitment from not only you and him, yeah, but that's time commitment. Correct. Not even just the time of the date. Like, you have to, like, fucking drive. Also, gas. So, something... Like, is annoying. Yeah. It's $5 a gallon. It's a lot. Something that I would do in that instance is having, first, a FaceTime or a phone call to make sure at least you vibe. I know. It, but then... Just it, like photography. I know. When we have our discovery calls with our clients. Discovery calls. Let's make sure we vibe first. We're, That's true. You know, we're going to be here on our most important days. I know. And, like, I don't know. I feel like you used to be ballsier, and I'm less ballsy now. It'll take some time to get your confidence back, but it'll come back. You just need to have faith. Faith. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh. I'm glad you're saying that now. Yeah. Pains me. Live, laugh, love. I'm going to get that tattooed on me. I need to get it in like a, in like a, not like the actual words, but like something that represents, or like, LLL. Live would be like, laugh, love. I don't know. Like, a person laughing. <laughs> Tattoo that on my forehead. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Uh, anyway. So I yeah, guess. It's hard. But then, so, like I said, I was single for about six years. Okay. I think the biggest mistake I made while I was single is not realizing how great it was to be single. Especially yeah. as a wedding photographer, what yeah. we do. We're meeting people every single week during mm-hmm. the summer and fall when people are ready to meet other people. Um... And it was fun. Like, I would go on dates with groomsmen or just, you know, have hookups with them. Love that. I would just meet people and then they'd, you know, be able to introduce me to other people. But I didn't fully 
embrace the singleness. I always felt like society and my parents and yeah. everyone else was pressuring me back into a relationship instead of just saying, this is the stage I am in now and this is fun mm-hmm. and great. I'm traveling, I'm meeting people. Let's go. Yeah. And just leaning into that. I feel like that's... So before my ex, like I was so independent. I've been single for 20 years. Like I... And I Shut the fuck up. Don't even laugh at me because I know that that's obviously not as long. But like I'm saying I never... You were single as a two-year-old? Bye. Go ahead. Anyway, (laughs) I'm saying like I never dated in high school. I didn't date for the first three or two years of college. Like I did not have a relationship through all that time. And I really actually did. Finally in college, I genuinely embraced my singleness. Like I would obviously like still be open to flirting with guys and like on dating apps. But like I was not actively pursuing anything. And like even when I met my ex, like... I was not really trying. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this earlier that it just it just happens when you're least expecting it, like even just anything. But that isn't what I said, to be clear. Is, okay, what did you say? Something When you say it happens when you least expect it, that's kind of bullshit. Um, because clear. my relationship happened when I most prepared for it in my opinion, yeah. when I almost studied for it and I learned what it meant to find a good person. Yeah. But I just think it's good to look honestly into your life and say, this is the lifestyle I want, traveling and meeting new people and moving to a new place like you're about to. Um, and so that, to me, means that you maybe aren't ready to commit to another relationship so quickly. Correct. Um, but what I think think I said at the bar was that <laughs> the, sure what did you say <laughs> that you know when you're looking for someone to just talk to and you know hook up with the the, the desperation <laughs> thank you I love super attractive. I love that word Steph please say it again you're calling me desperate I love it thank I, you I forget the feedback I gave you exactly I know what you're talking about but yes like I I didn't disagree with you I was agreeing mm-hmm. with you that mm-hmm. I'm like I know it's just What's the balance of not trying and right. trying? Right. Because it's very easy for me to go to a bar, go to something, like, not speak to a single person, to just sit back, hang, hang out with my friends, like not be open at all, have a resting bitch face on. Like, somebody walks up, I'm just like, uh, like give no effort. But then what's the difference? Like where's the, where's the line in between that and trying and then not <laughs> falling totally. into desperation? Totally. It's, it's hard finding that that it's a very fine line. I think the biggest thing, though, that attracts men to women and women to men or women to women and men to men is that you are having fun with your friends. Yeah. You're laughing and you're just just having fun because I find that really attractive when yeah. people can just have fun and enjoy themselves. And I think that's the most important key. So instead of going out and be like, I need to meet someone or yeah. I want to meet someone, going out and saying, I'm going to have so much fun with my friends. I'm going to create a really memorable night. It's it's hard. I get it. It's really hard. But Okay, but that is very great feedback. Mm-hmm. Things you know, but then you got to hear it all loud. And you're like, I know that. I know that. But remind me because it's easy to forget. It's a practice too. Yeah. Right? Is you get better at it. I got better at it after like five or six years. Then I needed help. Five or six years. Yeah. <laughs> no. Pounds my head against my knee. No, it didn't take me that long to no, find people kidding. to obviously, you know, hook up with and, and hang out with. But um, yeah. 
I think that's like my it's... like just thinking about like first dates. I just feel like I am such a like okay when Steph and I met. <laughs> Steph was what 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 were you what were you thinking when you met me? Well, <laughs> I agreed to go on this like long extravaganza three wedding weekend, weekend. with you. Thinking like, oh my gosh, she is so cool. She went to Hawaii. <laughs> she booked these sessions, which is still very true. But then, so I booked that with the three weddings with her. And then she had her 22nd birthday. <laughs> and posted about it. And I was like, oh shit. She's like little. This woman is young. She's a Gen Z. And <laughs> a 2000s baby, if you will. I wasn't worried about you. I was I was just worried about us not being able to find a lot of common ground or relate to a lot of things. Yeah. Because we're literally a different generation. Yeah. But that was obviously pretty ignorant. <laughs> Assuming that I'm stupid and young. Well, what did you assume? I didn't really realize that you were like 30. But. Such a compliment. It is a compliment. I like. You're active on the socials. You know, you know what you're doing. Like, I didn't realize that you were, like, 30. And then I was like, I don't know when I, like, kind of did. Maybe when I, like, put it together when I actually met you. But, I mean, I literally just showed up at her house. I was like, hey, like, we're spending the night and then going to three weddings for the next three days. Like, hope we're going to get along. And the first night I was here, we got talking about my breakup or, like, about guys. And you were right talking away. about you were talking about hooking up with guys. And, like, I was, I was like, oh, oh, oh. So she's, like, cool. I was like, okay, cool. I literally remember I came... I, her bed is, like, in the, like, living room, and so the be- couch that I was sleeping on is in, like, the bedroom, so I like, came in the bedroom, I was Snapchatting my friends, like, texting my friends, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun, guys, I was like, this is gonna, I was like, she's, like, wild, I was like, okay, cool, like, I was, like, kind of, like, after I was, like, realized you were, like, older than me, and I was like, well, maybe she's gonna be kind of boring, you're, like, mm-hmm. not fun, and, like, I feel like it's very rare to meet people in the wedding industry that aren't like very christian which is not like a bad thing by any means i'm just saying like it's very common or like people that wait to have sex until marriage like are more conservative more conservative and like nothing wrong with that by any means just not our journey not what i've done yeah i am (laughs) very liberal (laughs) so all aspects what I'm getting at Thanks. is that we met and clearly our expectations and, like, assumptions about each other were very wrong. Yeah. And so I try to remind myself of that about first dates that I'm, like, my assumption about him can be so wrong. But I also am the type that I'm, like, if I get to this date and we immediately don't vibe, I can't fake it. Like, you will see on my face, you will read it on my face, I'm not enjoying myself and I am... So it's very hard for me to, like, I'm so scared to commit to a first date and then I, like, get there and be awkward. And I know that I'm going to have some awkward first dates and it's going to be weird and it's going to be totally fine. Yeah. And I literally, like, I'm a talkative person. I, I've been in a million different awkward situations and I always make it out of it. It doesn't matter. But still in the back of my head, I'm like, ah, I don't want that to happen. Sure. Like. So the best advice that I've received about that is never to commit to anything but one drink. On your first date. That's fair. Especially if you're meeting online. If you're yeah. able to get a vibe about a guy that you meet in person before, that he's not a complete murderer or yeah. weirdo, great. Go out for dinner. But never, ever commit to anything like that more than a drink. If it's going well and you're vibing and you like this guy and he's great and you guys are making each other laugh, sure, go on to another bar. Go on to dinner. Yeah. Um, But just being able to commit to just the one, then that 
A, just look, the pressure is lifted off of you. Yeah. But also, the first date fatigue is very real. Like, if you go on a date and it's three hours long and you're not good at ending dates, yeah. maybe, or people pleaser or whatever it is, you might come back and just feel a little fatigued. Like, we didn't, you know, we weren't a great match and that's fine, but now I'm tired because it's been three hours and I'm, you know, whatever. I don't want to go on another first date for a while. Yeah. That's not great either. So just committing to the one drink, even if it goes well, yeah. um, someone once told me that it's kind of like going to a really good restaurant. Like when you go to a great restaurant, you love it and you eat enough to then leave and not feel over stuffed yeah. Yeah. so that you want to come back again in a while. And I know that's kind of a crude analogy, but, but no, it's true. I, that's the, I was listening to the, what we said podcast and they like so many times are like, gonna go on a first date keep that shit short like yeah keep it short and if you want to come back then you can right yeah totally fine if yeah. you want to meet up if that was in the morning you want to meet up later or you want to meet up tomorrow like totally fine but mm-hmm. just keep it short and i'm like i know i just like also like i really don't have that much free time especially in summer sure and like i exactly. have so in my head i'm like if i'm gonna go do something with the guy like i want to be something fun like, i want to like, do something like enjoyable that's like not just sure i don't know and i've had instances where I was really liking the guy and having fun and it lasted three or four hours and then I go back and then he's like yeah sorry I'm not really into it which is fine but yeah. now I'm like well shit I just wasted four hours mm-hmm. on a valuable night that I, I could have been doing something by myself could have been or got better sleep or yeah gone yeah. and met someone else or a friend or that I haven't seen in a while so yeah. either way just keeping it short is short and sweet is always a win yeah yeah that's fair. Yeah. And then the activity. So my boyfriend asked me to go on a hike for our first date. Okay. And I was like, cool, but let's meet for a drink. Maybe a hike on our second date would be great. Okay. <laughs> because an activity really, you know, locks you in. Yeah. Especially hiking. I mean, he even Can't admittedly like <laughs> was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know from a woman's perspective how kind of. Yeah. Scary that Like, to go be. up on the, like, go out somewhere and then be <laughs> like, okay, let me kill you. <laughs> He's like, that's definitely not what I wanted. He just was excited that I was, yeah, like, active that. and yeah. into the outdoors and stuff like that. So, of course, we did the, the um, drinks first. And then our second date, we ended up actually going for... Our second date was, like, 36 hours long. It was super long. <laughs> it was awesome. But, Yeah. yeah. That first date, short and sweet. Sweet. Actually, the bar, remember during like the COVID-ish, post-COVID era, era, they had the um, the time limits. So the bar kicked us out after oh, an hour and a half. And okay. we kind of hanging out and talking. And they were like, you got to leave. Oh, my God. It's like, okay, perfect. You're like, okay, great. Yeah. I love that. Here's my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Well... On the topic of dating and being single, what are your tips, your thoughts on being single and embracing the singleness? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but yeah, what do you what do you have to say? What are your thoughts on that? Find fun, okay, <laughs> as much as possible. If someone's not making you feel good about yourself, go the other way, because yeah. there's a hundred other guys, thousands of other guys. That will be into you and what you can offer um, and make you feel good. Even if it's a hookup or, you know, friends with benefits or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
make sure that you're feeling good about it after. Okay. Yeah. I saw a TikTok the other day and the girl was like, she was like, I, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be like ignorant. She was like, but genuinely, like when girls say like guys aren't into them, she's like, I literally get the ick. Like if a guy's not into me, I'm like, what's wrong with you? Why are you not into me? Like, that's actually disgusting that you're not into me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I kind of love that. <laughs> like, Love that confidence. The other thing I think about too, when I look back on pictures of myself, I'm always about like 10 more times hot oh I know (laughs) and I realized like I know there's always that like I don't know if it's just me or like society or woman Mm, in general but I look back and I'm like damn I was hot like why didn't I embrace that like Mm -hmm. or even fake it until you can you know really feel it yeah and I feel like yeah I feel like I'm finally back in my yeah hot era so we love that but it's just like love that it is hard to fake it when you don't, especially like, again, if you're surrounded by people that also don't have much confidence in mm-hmm. themselves and like you are what the five closest people to you are. And so it's like, if the people that you're surrounding yourself with don't have any confidence, they, and like no fault to them if that's where they're at in their life, but it's also hard for you and you're like trying to figure yourself out mm-hmm. and like have confidence in who you are and go out and do things and then like the people around you don't want to do that it's like okay well then it's like really hard for you too I think we talked touched upon also our friends like always feeling like I was always friends with people who were just beautiful and mm-hmm. funny and just always seemed hotter than me mm-hmm. and realizing that everyone has something different to offer so no a guy will buy, you know, want to buy into what I'm offering, even though I might think my friend, which I'm best friends with this, like, super gorgeous woman, Anna, and, you know, going out with her always seemed like all the guys were fawning over her, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, a guy would be more into me, who's, you know, blonde and tall and curvy instead of her, who's tiny and brunette and whatever it is, like, mm-hmm. it, and personality or looks or whatever it's just we offer our own hotness so I know but I think it's just don't compare yourself because <laughs> which doesn't matter it's it again like one of those things you know but just hearing it out loud it's like I know like yeah it's not worth it but it's very hard not to when mm-hmm. you go out and again t- teetering the line of desperation like trying to just get out there and be willing to like talk to people and like mm-hmm. flirt or do whatever but then feeling like, well, that girl's hotter than me. He's going to go for her. Or I think that comes from, too, being toxically perfectionist. That like, wanting to be a perfectionist. And <laughs> Probably. Looking at yourself or looking at what you can offer and saying it's not perfect. But what guy is perfect? That's what a, woman is also perfect? Thing, no I'm like, perfect. literally none of us. Like, what am I? I'm fawning over here, like, trying to be a perfect for mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. For what? Like, to flirt with the guy at the bar that... He's not perfect. No. Yeah. I am close. Yeah. He probably doesn't have eight abs and eight-pack abs. <laughs> eight and, abs. <laughs> you know, rocket scientists. No, literally. And, yeah, you find each other attractive because, you know, the pheromones and the different things you're attracted to and the personalities and, yeah, it's not, it's not being perfect. <laughs> That's not what anyone finds anything attractive. For sure. Well, I know you're probably right. <laughs> it's a hard to, not even hard to hear, it's just like comprehending all of it 
But again, you've been you've been studying for years. I've been studying. Yes. Like how hard have you been studying? <laughs> I finally accepted the fact that dating was just like any other skill in the world. It's like photography or finances or whatever it is, it's a skill. So you can learn more if you're really willing to try and you That's can fair. get better if you really want to. It's not like a you have it or you don't have it. Yeah. Um, and that was really empowering because once I realized that, I was like, shit, let's go. Let's learn all the like things about dating. Let's learn all the tricks. Like, that's, yeah, that's great. And it worked. <laughs> I guess. You know? Do you, are there any favorite podcasts or resources that you have utilized? Yeah, I really liked You Up or really like, I still actually listen to it because it's hilarious. You Up podcast. Um, and then I also, which is like a Betches production. And then it's called another one that's a little smaller, but Confident Woman Podcast. Okay. That might be wrong. I'm going to have to think about that. But I'll link it in the show notes either way. Yeah. Super great podcast. And it had a little bit more of a psychological approach than okay. just like I appreciated you you up because it was very like societal and it was just like this is what guys are actually thinking or women mm-hmm. women are actually thinking but the the other one is a little bit more psychologically here's what we're needing from dates or here's okay. if, if you want a relationship yeah those are relationship podcasts so and again like if I would have put my life in a box it would have been those first four years be single, Steph. Like, have fun. Meet groomsmen yeah. at weddings I'm photographing. Go out to the bar and just not care about what's happening. You're hot. And then, okay, I'm ready now. Yeah. Study up. Let's get that that boyfriend. I guess, what's your thoughts? So, okay. I, we obviously are both wedding photographers. And so it's mm-hmm. like, you've met people at weddings. You've done... Like, you've done that whole thing. Like, you've got to meet groups and gone out with them, whatever. And, like, for me, in my head, that sounds like a great thing. I'm like, oh, that sounds, like, so fun. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, But how do you actually, like, act on that sort of thing? Or, like, even just, like, going out to the bar. Like, how do you actually act on it? Like, you see a cute guy and you, like, want to talk to him. But, like, what do you, what do you do? <laughs> how do you actually act on it? Because I feel like either getting their number or, like, actually going mm-hmm. for it is, like, I just don't do it. <laughs> Like, I just, like, think about it, and then I, like, never do anything. I think I was better as a wedding photographer with, like, groomsmen or guests because I was so focused on my skill. And then being a wedding photographer, you naturally have this confidence to lead a group of people. Yeah, there is, like, some weird confidence Mm -hmm. I always have at weddings. And I'm just like, I know that I'm in charge, and I know that I know what I'm doing. And I noticed... Even when I have a, just a camera in my hand, I feel more confident. Oh, yeah. So I can be at my own family event. I can be at a wedding. I can be anywhere, and I feel more confident. Yeah. I think that's just really attractive, and yeah. that's why it came so easily with groomsmen um, or guests of weddings. It did get a little tricky, I think, because I would have a drink or two with the bridal party mm-hmm. to just, you know, kind yeah. of whatever fit we're that, in. We're and, those kind of photographers, just so you guys know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But I do limit at least before I'm oh before you're done work contracted for yeah sure. to one or two. We're not crazy. Okay? We're not, we still want we still photos. do our jobs. We're still professionals. 
But those groomsmen and bridal party would can obviously have more than one or two. So it did get a little tricky because then when you got off, you were relatively sober. And then yeah. you have these people who've been drinking all day. So I think there's like sometimes a loss of attraction because thankfully these men and women were good people. So they're like, oh, they're sober. Yeah. So probably shouldn't, you know. Yeah talk to them and hook up, try to hook up on them. But there were a lot of times it happened when I was kind of friends with the bride or groom or the bride and groom inviting me to stay and party or I felt that kind of like uh, mutual, you know, friendship with the bride and groom. And then I could then kind of assimilate into being a guest after my contracted hours yeah. were over. That's kind of how it happened. After parties, I'd go to a lot if I were invited. Yeah. Really fun, yeah. I feel like that's what I think in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so down. Then I like actually like, yeah. Like okay, we were talking about earlier, like talking to someone when you don't have the intention of like flirting with them or like going anywhere with it, like being yourself and just talking to someone is so easy because. But then when you have like when you're like, oh, it's a guy that I could Mm -hmm. potentially flirt with, then it's like this this whole other like like, side that happens when you're trying to have a conversation that, like, you're, like, overthinking everything you say, not might be, like, consciously, mm-hmm. but, like, subconsciously you're overthinking and just, like, making sure that you're coming across as mm-hmm. attractive or somebody that could, like, you yeah. could be dateable, whatever. And I'm just, like, how do you, how do you just ignore that thing and just literally talk to someone as yourself? I mean, I feel like it's probably just part of confidence and, like, owning who you are. So the best advice I received about that, again, it's a skill, is to practice with every single person you come in contact with. Person you find attracted, person you don't find attractive, men, women, anything. Be warm to them. Okay. There's no downside to that because even if you're like super warm to a person you're not attracted to, maybe they could introduce you you or invite you to the after party where you'll find someone you're attracted to. But also it's a skill and being warm to someone isn't, necessarily like flirting with them or leading them on but just being like very very genuinely interested in them and practicing that just like hey if you have a girlfriend this guy that I find cute so what like I'm I'm being warm to you I'm not flirting with you I'm just genuinely interested like oh you are from Nebraska that's so cool I've been to Omaha like tell Mm -hmm. me more and I think we've talked about too, a lot of the times the guys initially that would like really want to talk to me were married. <laughs> we're almost yeah. always married or in relationships. The married groomsmen. I think not that they were trying to hook up with me. No, I but just, again, they were just being genuine people. They're just most comfortable with talking to me. And I think it's just like, societally, whatever. it's just you're just assuming that it's like, oh, um, somebody of the other gender. Someone's making it. eye contact with me. Wow. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> oh my God, that cool. must be so sexual. Like, literally, no. Like, it's literally, they're just being another human being. Yes. And like, reading too much into it. I'm like, oh, stop. Like, I think, it, oh, just kidding. I was like, he has a wife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so if you, okay, so you find a groomsman you find attractive, if you've been warm to everyone, if you're looking them in the eye and like really genuinely interested in them and asking them questions, it won't be weird when you do that to this guy. It won't even seem like a risk. Like, oh, he might have a girlfriend. So what? You've been warm and genuine to everyone. Like, yeah, I feel like that's, uh, just goes into like, you try to meet somebody at the bar. Like it's the mm -hmm. same thing as like talking to anybody who's around you, like talking to the girl next to you, talking to the guy next to you with his girlfriend, like talking to everybody and just being genuine to them. Mm -hmm. And then when a guy comes along, you striking up a conversation with him isn't weird. I think it's just uh, me personally. I just have 
I struggle to just strike up a conversation or like feel like I just feel like I'm un- I always just feel like I'm like unwanted <laughs> to sp- be spoken to. What? You know I'm saying like and that's just my own issue that I'm trying to work through and like not overthink it and assume that people are annoyed by me at every second because that's not true. <laughs> and I'm glad you're in therapy. <laughs> therapy, we love it. We love therapy. But that, I mean, you're out of practice as well. You've been in a relationship for a while. But I, the the best people who, that I know are in relationships who are able to go up to guys in bars and just like talk to them and be genuine with them, not flirting with them, yeah. not being inappropriate. The two best women I know that do that are both in very committed, great relationships. And I would, when I go out with them, I always meet guys because they would say like, yeah. My husband is great. Oh my gosh, have you met my friend Steph? Like, she's so awesome. She's a photographer. She's blah, 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 blah. So it doesn't necessarily mean you need to go out and, like, try to fuck everyone <laughs> that you talk to. It's just going out and, like, really genuinely trying to be curious about everyone you talk to. That's fair. Even if it's that woman at the bar that we just met who said she (laughs) wears her pajamas and she's been at that bar five days in a row. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, tell me more. Like, genuinely just practicing that interest. And, I mean, that's also just being kind and warm. And um, the person on the street who asked us for paper to roll their cigarettes, you know, like, oh, no. See, like, thank you. and I, I'm just so bad at that. Like, I just, like, I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, I have nothing to say, and I feel like I just don't. Yeah. Maybe, am I, am I a bad person? No. No. You're just out of practice. And yeah, that's fair. And you'll get it. So, the more open you are to everyone you meet, the more likely you are to meet someone to hook up with or to be in a relationship with or to be in a friendship with right like yeah the more opportunities you'll have so it's a practice a wealth of knowledge stuff i am a wise wise (laughs) what my second therapist okay what's um all right worst first date story Oh, that's a great question. Or top two or something of the nature. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I think the the worst ones I would have are ones that I would really like him and it would last a long time and he wasn't interested. I do remember a guy that was just not at all like his profile. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And, and that was in the beginning of, of the dating journey. So I committed to a dinner. After one drink, I was like, I think my car's like meter is out I better go check on that and I was planning to just text him like hey I just don't think this is gonna work out because I wasn't confident enough at that point but he was like okay no problem I'll come with you oh shit and then fed my meter and was like okay let's go back to that dinner that we were going to have so yeah just that's really helpful to (laughs) have a real profile yeah yeah and then protect yourself by only committing to a drink I think you've never met them. I guess. Okay. Another thought on first dates is like, what's like, how much do you talk to someone before you plan a date? Mm -hmm. Like, do you try to actually get to know them a little bit before you plan the date? Do you just like hop right in Mm -hmm. and like you matched, you already are kind of vibing clearly. Like you match with each other. You must be into each other at least a little bit. Go for it and plan to get a drink the next night. Like, what do you do? Sure. Great question. I thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, hey, moms. <laughs> I always tried to get that date the week of the talking. Okay, yes. 
I've even had a guy, I remember we were like really vibing and we were flirting over text and just like, it was so much chemistry. It felt like over text. And then he was like, I'm coming. He was out of town. Um, like two hours maybe. And he's yeah. like, I'm coming to see you. And I was like, wait, I just want to make sure. Do you want a relationship or like, what are you looking for? Yeah. Cause he started to kind of get drift away from inappropriate Yes. He was starting yes, to get yes. a little sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm not coming down those two hours to not have sex with you. <laughs> so, oh, perfect. You know, that was great that I was able to clarify that way. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like being able to be within that week. And then if you're not able to, if you're out of town or you live far away, being able to set a phone call up or a FaceTime and not being afraid to just be like, hey, let's just like chat real quick on the phone or FaceTime really quick can really save you a lot of time. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, like, the one date that I kind of lined up, it was, like, a Thursday night. We started talking. Lots of chemistry, like, lots of banter back and forth. Uh It was great. We're going back and forth, whatever. And he was, like, how spontaneous are you? And I was, like, kind of spontaneous. He was, like, spontaneous to Mm -hmm. get a drink. Like, ended up deciding, like, he was going to come to Ludington. We were going to go out Friday night. Like, do whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And... Then that was when I, that was the guy who kind of catfished me and I realized that his pictures were three, over three years old. And I was just like, I'm not trying to be rude, but it's like, I probably would have matched with you either way, but now I just feel like you're not genuine. Mm -hmm. Like you already are kind of leading me on in some way. Like, you know, you know, you don't look the same as you did three years ago. You know, these pictures aren't accurate. Like, it just feels like such a like grimy thing mm-hmm. and so then I ended up making up a weird random excuse to cancel it and I should have just been honest but mm-hmm. I still am just like I do that clearly didn't work out to just like jump right into the date because then I realized at least luckily before that he like wasn't who he said he was or like wasn't the same as he was but then I'm just like how how quickly do you disagree to a date do you try to get to know them or like if the date's in a few days you talk to them in between or not talk to them mm-hmm. or just like a few random texts throughout the day or, like, nothing. What's the vibe? (laughs) I think, again, like, it depends if you want a relationship. So if you want a relationship, checking in every day. Um, I think there was, like, two days before my boyfriend and I met. So just being like, how was your day? How's it going? Um, Looking back now, he and I were both talking to other people as well. Yeah. Right? Um, So it wasn't like, you know, he's, oh my God, I love you before I even meet you. (laughs) He was just like, hey, how are you? What's, you know, being genuinely curious. Um, But if you're not looking for a relationship, um, I remember a guy right before I met my boyfriend texted me, let's set, we set up the date. And then about a week later, so I was like, oh, he's probably like not interested anymore. Not a big Mm -hmm. deal. He texted, okay, we're meeting, right? And I was like... Hey, like, you sound great. Yeah. I'm at the point where I'm currently look like looking for a relationship. Is that something that you're looking for? And he's like, well, I just got out of a relationship about two weeks ago. So it's not something I'm looking for. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not looking for anything serious, but I'm not looking for casual. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That's not what I'm in my for. In my brain, I'm like, either way, the in-between of serious and casual is the absolute worst place to be mm-hmm. like either be either casual, casual yeah. or either be really uh, like serious yeah. like the in-between is absolutely shitty for everyone which we can you know get into but uh anyway I-, I knew since I wanted a relationship not talking to me for an entire like five days or yeah. whatever it is wasn't going to work which is fine but maybe something what you're looking for 
will work. Yeah. But that's even like the guy that we had planned a date. It was like a Thursday. We planned a date for like Sunday or like it was a Wednesday. We planned a date for Sunday. Sure. And he was supposed to come up to Ludington. Uh-huh. And we like Snapchatted a little bit. I'm trying to, I don't know. Anyway, Snapchatted a little bit, whatever. Um, Not much. I was, which I was cool with. I was like, I'd rather just like save it for the date. Like save the talking, what I like getting to know each other more for the date. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't talk for like two days. And so I messaged him on Sunday. I was like, just confirming like you're coming. And he was like, oh, like that's too much of a drive to make today. And I was just like, sure. okay. Like I was kind of feeling that vibe over like not speaking at all for the last like two or three days. But it's also like, we don't need this. I don't know. Sure. It's like a weird like in between like. Super annoying. Like I, I'm not, I don't. Like, I want to save, I don't want to, like, be, again, like, I don't want to be super talkative, but also, like, yeah, like, check in, like, how's your day? Cool. Sure. Like, it doesn't even be anything super. crazy, but just to confirm, like, we're still, because I, I had a date planned with a guy last week, and then we were, like, but it was, like, a week out, the date was, honestly, over a week out, which, like, sucked, but it was, like, the only yeah. time that we had available, and so then it just ended up, like, we talked for a few days, and then it just, like, slowly died out, and then it's we didn't talk for, like, five days, and then now we've never talked since, and never went on the date. Sure. And um, momentum is important. Yeah. So keeping the momentum, whether yeah. it's we've already met once and we should meet again to keep that momentum going within the week or whatever it is. Um, seeing each other at least once a week, including the beginning, I think is really pertinent and really yeah. important. Um, but you also, yes, it's very annoying that he like canceled and whatever but you saved yourself time oh 100 like when he canceled i was i wasn't upset because i was just sure. like clearly i didn't see this was gonna be that great anyway and so i'm not upset right. about it but it's more so just like it's like why plan a date but also like i've planned dates <laughs> like, like oh let's do this and then kind of bailed so yeah I mean, it goes both ways it's whatever i mean yeah i don't know i feel like it's also like the momentum of like the adrenaline like you start talking and it's like you're going back and forth and it sounds great and it's like oh let's plan a date we plan a date and then we're like actually i don't really know if i meant that into it right and i think that comes down to too like you plan these great dates of golfing or pickleball or these you know tippies and things like that or something yeah making sure it's just like very casual like yeah let's just grab a drink real quick and hey tonight like tomorrow what are you doing like after work let's just grab a drink no commitment for anyone yeah Yeah. um really helps you know everyone (laughs) in the end I think so. And timing is important. Like, yeah, if that means, you know, you guys aren't able to meet within the week, that probably just wasn't meant to be. I hate that phrase, but yeah. Meant to be. Not meant to be, Steph. Yeah. Are we meant to be? Yeah. Because <laughs> you're my mom. We're always meant to be. I'm your mother. Well, I feel like we covered so many good things. Any I love other... talking about dating. Well... I'm glad. I'm glad that this was the topic we landed on to talk about because I feel like you have so much insight. I think the other thing, though, real quick, I experienced as a wedding photographer is men. So a big thing that I found that I was dating guys is the first question they'd ask is like, so how much does a wedding cost for photography? Is it about like 500 thousand bucks yeah so common like that question was so common and almost okay. became laughable and i just was like, like trying to like see how much you make yeah but i was like do you want to do the math on that like if i made 500 bucks how much you do you think i only make like ten thousand dollars yeah a year? Do you actually think that's what i'm sustaining on do you think that 
you know, as a 20, you know, late 20s, I'm... Living off that? Living off that. Yeah. Whatever. It was almost so... So condescending. Yeah. And I loved that my boyfriend never, my current boyfriend never even, like, asked me any of that. He was just like, you are such, you know, like, wow, what a great photographer. But it almost seems like those guys don't take you seriously. Oh, absolutely. Super annoying. Well, then it's like, (laughs) or the guys are like, oh, like, what are you up to this morning? It's like in the morning. And... I'm like, oh, you know, just, like, getting out of bed, like, making breakfast. Like, oh, you don't go to work? Mm -hmm. Or you don't have to work this morning? You have the day off? I'm like, no, I have to work. I just have to, like, like, trying to explain what I do. And then it's like, oh, so you only work, like, on the weekends. No, I actually end up working every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's just, Usually late into the night. Like, guys want these girl boss women that are so confident and do all this stuff. And then when they realize that it's, like... Okay, well, they actually, they might actually get more time off than you. They mm-hmm. might love their job and not have to work a terrible nine to five. Not that every nine to five is terrible, but if you're hating your nine to five and then you're like, end up resenting them for their, like. Yes. And I think either way, whether it's a hookup or a relationship, finding someone who values you. and respects your time. Yep. Or just, like, doesn't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have taken that as a hookup. Like, mm-hmm. just does not care. Or and just somebody is, you go like, on a date with and, like. Yeah. Like, cool, not to not your own business. Yeah. Like, and just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, not that you are inquiring more. Like, I'm honestly, like, yeah. I'd rather take you not inquiring even more about it and just, like, talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Or then you, like, act, or do you, to be, like, excited. Like, oh, my God, that, that sounds great. Like, yeah. and to just be, like, oh, like, wow. <laughs> You're doing so great. Like, condescendingly, like. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I run my own business and I do my own stuff and I have a great work ethic. Thank you. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. And I have a sustainable living and... Yeah, it's just different than whatever you do. Yeah. And I think I never experienced that with guys I met at weddings. I think yeah. they kind of understood. Because they can like, see you working. They can mm-hmm. literally see what you're doing. I think that's the other thing is like, even like friends or like my family, like don't fully comprehend what I what we do. Mm-hmm. Like w- the extent of the work that we're constantly doing. Like I'm literally sitting here about to go to bed and I get a message or email and then I end up replying mm-hmm. at midnight. Like, and not, clearly there's like other people not self-employed that end up doing stuff like that but it's still just like it's there's constantly things to do it's not just like we're shooting and editing like I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing is people think we just shoot and edit and that's it and I'm like there is 10,000 other things that goes into it and like when I'm sitting on the couch all day working I'm actually working like I'm I'm just doing it from home and I think besides that too it's when I'm going to a wedding day I'm not just fading into the background and photographing oh Telling drunk groomsmen where to stand mm-hmm. after they ask 17 times. I'm telling a mom who's way over-involved to... Mm-hmm. That, she looks, <laughs> that she looks amazing and she's doing great and yeah. everything's okay. And I'm telling the bride who's anxious. And, you know, like, there's so much direction and in um, leadership that you have and to like have. like, extrovertedness that you have to do all day. Yes. Which... I felt was really attractive to people who were experiencing it, but that guys you met online don't understand it. Don't understand, which is fine. Yeah, like but... I don't understand what you do at your job either, like to the guys. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I assume, I just want you to assume that I'm a fucking boss. Yeah, and like assume that I'm working hard just because, <laughs> yes. like, I feel like it's very easy. To, oh, like you're working from home, you must not do much. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Actually, I do a lot. Thank you, though. Or you're not working today, right? And I'm like, nope, I'm, yep, I'm, like, editing and talking to my accountant and mm-hmm. writing, you know, blogs and, but. Do I have to check yeah. in or, like, clock in? No, but yeah. I need to get stuff done. 
Yeah. As as we needed to do today. Did we? Did we get things done today? Mm, it's up in the air. It's debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that was a great chat. Any any other last words about dating? Relationships. Have fun. Biggest piece of advice. Someone in their 20s, single, looking for a relationship. Biggest piece of advice. What do we got? Have fun. Realize when you're not ready. And then realize when you find a really good one. And don't let that person go. Is that Andy? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, he's great. They're so cute. They're my new mom and dad, so everyone knows. <laughs> they took me out to drinks. Their little daughter. I didn't even get carded. You didn't. You went all the way back to your Walmart or your Walmart. What? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what? Time for bed. Is legit time for bed. Yeah. What did you mean? Your car. Oh. You went all the way back to your car for Ew. I just your hit my wallet. I just hit my tooth with my with ring. your opal. Oh, her boyfriend did tell me I've been wearing this great advice trashy opal ring on my left like <laughs> ring finger and he was like why are you wearing that on there and i was like what he's like you have to you can't have that on there like people guys aren't gonna come up to you and i'm like i didn't even think about that i just I, assume people know it's a trashy random ring <laughs> it's not a trashy random ring but it's a trashy <laughs> random ring i got it at a fucking yard sale or something. <laughs> it's cute but if you if you do want that if you do want people to approach you then yeah maybe take it off well i moved it to the right hand so we're good now but if you don't then yeah you can wear it i'll switch it over when i need to yeah totally fine so turns out i should have had that off a long time ago but yeah that was really genuinely great advice he was like (laughs) thank you andy yeah he's like he literally looked at me he's like no (laughs) i was like oh my god am i stupid (laughs) what's wrong with me yeah well anyway um where can people find you? Can we follow you on Instagram anywhere? Steph Photo Co. Perfection. Go follow her. She's funny. No dots, no periods, just Steph Photo Co. Um, StephMurray.com. You can go book her for your wedding, but only if, only if I'm not available. No, only if Morgan's not available. Only if I'm not available because this is my podcast. And I brought her on here to be nice. <laughs> or if it's a Michigan wedding because Morgan's leaving us. I am. Um, I voice cracked a little there. Puberty. Tough. <laughs> 22-year-old puberty perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on here, Steph. I appreciate you. I know that I used you a bit today, made you allow me to come here and stay all day with you. I don't mind. Love you. Okay, well, seriously, Steph, thank you so much for coming on here. I appreciate you so much. I know. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me that you're here. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and Subscribe and follow the podcast and turn on the post notifications and then head over to the Instagram and follow along at That's All Pod. I'll be posting any updates over there. Plus, if you love this and want to hear more episodes, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps me so much. I love you guys so much already. I can't wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye. Bye. Love ya.